Blog Talk Radio. You was popping, y'all. PSA Hip Hop, man. Y'all know the vibes already. Saturday vibes, man. Watch what's good, my G. What's good, my G? You know the vibes, man. Back to revisiting albums. Um, me and Watson, obviously, we had an album that we, we, we were we were going to review. I'm not going to talk about that now, but we feel that this album that we're about to revisit right now, especially with the verses that's coming out on um, Wednesday with DMX and Snoop Dogg. Obviously, me and Watson already did a Snoop Dogg, DMX um, review already. Recap of a preview, pardon me, so to speak. We've also done a Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style on Revisit That Album. Uh, 1998 DMX drops It's Dark and Hell is Hot. And like I've said numerous times on this show, this is coming off the heels of the Bad Boy era, Puff and Mace, exactly. And what do you think about Darkman X dropping in 1998, man, before we get into the meats and potatoes of these joints, brother? In 1998, uh, DMX shocked the world. He shocked the music industry. Um, No one knew he was coming. Well, me and you, pause. me and you knew because we was in the streets. We was getting all the mixtapes. But the music industry had no idea who he was because that same year he was a lead actor and belly and hype Williams always tells a story that um, the, 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 industry, the, the movie execs was like, yo, how you put some dude? We don't know to be the lead in your movie. Who is he? And little did they know that guy became dark man X who, who based Girl, on so his verses leading up, you know, for two years, he was just heating up the mixtape scenes. I mean, hard body. Mm-hmm. So, we were anticipating him. And then he had songs for the streets. So I, he took off, but I didn't know he'd become a, a music superstar. A household name, so to speak, after, you know, the release of right, his right, album. Right, I didn't know he'd become um, a household so name. Uh, let's go ahead and watch, obviously, the intro um, produced by Irv Gotti. And Irv has a couple of joints that, that you would agree with me on that has touched our hip-hop soul. I don't think Irv gets a lot of props for the producing credit sometimes of songs that he's done for the culture um, and things of that nature, man. Um, this sounds like an intro when you say the word songs that set off the tone of an album. Um, that's my man's in the you know, DMX in the beginning. Um, I've seen DMX live solo and the Hard Eye Life Tour was the last time I seen DMX and this would be the first song that he would do. Um, does this intro, in your opinion, Watts, gets love like the other intros that people talk in hip-hop, you know, Meek Mill, Cheesy, and all that, Memphis Bleak on All That Life album, things of, things of that intro natures and shit. Do you think this intro gets love, the other intros? No, it doesn't. And and that's just one of the, one of the sad things about hip-hop is, you know, hip-hop from the 90s, if you're not an active 90s guy, like Snoop is active, so you keep seeing him. Jay-Z, head of Rock Nation, you keep seeing him. If you don't see the active 90s guys, the people who are not active musically, their music is being erased. Um, it, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Because right. this intro is way before Meek, Dreams, and Nightmare. It was just mm-hmm. as hard. It sets this album off crazy. 
Hit him with the ox to the grill. Kill, nigga, kill. You don't know? I'm a problem. That nigga DMX is a motherfucking problem. Like, oh, it was a hardcore <laughs> yeah. intro. It was hard. The beat was crazy. And let me just say something. Irv Gotti's success has always seemed to be tied in to Ja Rule. That's how we look at it. Right. But I'm telling you, man, mm-hmm. Irv Gotti has some street anthems, some street bangers. I mean, he put in his work. I think Irv Gotti put yes. in his work. On the production, when he was doing with Mike Geronimo, to Ja, yes, to Earl, to Hove, and I don't think mm-hmm. he, he never talked Shanti. about that, like how, how he was really in the studio with these dudes like that, because he's so tied to Ja Rule that you just think well, it was nothing but mainstream hits. I thought the best Irv Gotti interview I've ever heard Watts was when he was on Drink Champs with Nori. I thought he gave those kind of stories to what you're talking about. We're actually in the booth in the lab and letting people hear the beat and how he looped up certain, like when he did Can I Live and everything like that for Hove and things like that. I think, um, I, I don't know if you remember, you remember this, that Mike Tyson came out yeah. to this song when he fought in Lennox Lewis? I don't remember that, but I'm not surprised. The intro, yeah. 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 Um, I think this song gets a lot of energy. Watch what you got, man. I think this intro, this joint gets a lot of energy. To set up the tempo. I think the, the intro to the song sets sets it off lovely. I think it is a strong, super strong intro and gets you hyped to what X is about to deliver. All right. Um, next joint, my guy, Rough Right is Anthem, produced by Swizzy. Um, I guess for me, Watts, I was a street anthem, grimy riot song. I don't want to say it gives me that blood money feel, but it's one of those riot songs, Andy Up and stuff like that. Um DMX, I resort to violence. My niggas move in silence. Like, you don't know what our style is. New York niggas the wildest. Neither here nor there. Stop. Um, Stop this right song there. was a heavy right one. Hold, uh, hold up. Hold up. Stop right there. Why did you pick what you just picked? Because I picked the same exact <laughs> thing when I was playing What was it about? I'm from New York. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn, man. You know, it's out of the Florida. Brooklyn never leaves me, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? That should be the world to do with X said that in 1998, man. New York niggas is the wildest. Like, because I feel that. This is the wildest. You know what I mean? This yeah. is what it is. Um, yeah. yeah. I would say this, Watts, before I pass the mic to you on the youngsters tip. I thought this song was in, obviously, was in heavy rotation. That it actually, <laughs> it actually got, this song was in heavy rotation. <laughs> Listen, this song was in heavy rotation, Watts. That it got on my nerves after a while, like like that, and I say that in the most respectful way about this song. I like this song so much that it got on my nerves. To say this song is a classic is an understatement, on that. This is a song that um, it can compete with anything Snoop Dogg has, and the reason why mm. this song can compete with anything Snoop Dogg has is because it impacted the hip hop culture that much. You got to understand something. This album was a number one album in the country. Everybody had it. This was a big, Word. big album. So when Corrupt so when Corrupt and Daz is running around talking about this ain't no matchup, Snoop was way better than him and all this kind of stuff. They bugging. When these songs start getting played, the world is gonna understand. I, let me just be clear. I guarantee you, DMX starts uh, trending during this battle. It's, it's, it's a guarantee because everybody's gonna remember. It wasn't that long ago. You know what I'm saying? This ain't a long time ago when DMX right. was doing this. Uh, this is right. one of his most popular songs ever. It is a street anthem. This is the song that basically made Swiss Beats who Swiss Beats is. This is the song. Yep. This song was bigger. Mm-hmm. This song was bigger than Band from TV. 
It's not better personally to me, but it was a bigger song because DMX was the number one artist in the world at the time. Yes. So, yeah, this is yes. a powerful song. Um, are we both in agreement that X is two for two? With the 100%. Intro, and then this? 100%. Okay. Next joint, FN with D, produced by Dame Grease. You'll be hearing that name a lot through this, through this show. Um, you hear my shit all in the street. I'm kind of hot right now. Like, that shit was real. Like, you hear my shit in the street right now. I'm kind of hot right now. He was hot right now. I mean, for this brother to drop two albums back to back, you know what I mean? And this year, Nas did the same thing also. Um, I don't know if this song gets love when people talk about it's dark and hell is hot. I'm not saying it's the one time for your mind type of feel, but does this get song, like when people talk about this album, I don't think they say this they go to joint. I never, I never felt that way. So, once again, why did you pick up, you hear my shit up in the streets, I'm kind of hot right now. Because I wrote the same thing down. Because he was. Why, why does that part resonate? Why, why, why is that what resonates? Because he was hiring. Like he, there's no lies there. There's no lies detected. You know what I mean? They got all Twitter, I, I no lies detected. It's just a fact. You're the right. boy was hot right now. And that's hot. when I heard it. And then when and when I first heard it, you know, when we listened to it in the building, N98, Copland of the Day came out, mm-hmm. listened to it. And when he said that, you like, yeah, you are the hottest dude in the streets. There's no well, well, Let me ask you this. Um, can, can we say X and Pun were the co-MVPs of 98? Or would you give it to X? Only. X, 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 X was the X was the runaway MVP of '98. Okay, he was the okay. runaway. There was no, I mean, Hove was already Hove at that point. He had he, he dropped the mm-hmm. Hard Knock Life album, and that took him out of here. But in terms of, but DMX was that new raw street energy, and like yes. you said, yes, he was completely the opposite of what Bad Boy was doing, which is why Puff yes. didn't sign him the first time, and then when Puff found out mm-hmm. DMX that Def Jam signed him. Then he ran back to DMX and was like, okay, DMX, I'll double whatever Def Jam gave you. It was too late, Diddy. When you had a chance to hey. get DMX, you did not take him. You did not take him because he was too raw. He was too strict for you. You know what I'm saying? And I so, and I have no problem with saying this. As much as I love Hov, DMX, you know, when people say the streets, you hear a lot of talk, the streets, the streets. With DMX, man, that dude did belong to the streets. I felt the grimy dudes, the street niggas on the, in the blocks, in the hoods of New York City especially, I can't speak for everybody else who's doing other other cities and everything. But hold on, I could say that, though. Can we say DMX before 50 Cent was one of the few New York rappers that got universal love? Like 50 did? Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, he, I, he, can, say, I can say that on my chest, DMX got, uni, DMX got universal love. I, like I said, when we when we did the show about the, um, the, the battle he's about to do with uh, Snoop, we said it. Snoop had his right. moment in the early 90s where he shook the entire music industry up. DMX did the exact same thing with his two albums he dropped in 1998. I mean, he did the same exact thing. He did that. He did Belly. Like, DMX was out of here. He was on everybody's feature. DMX was the yeah. clear, by far, MVP of 1998. And, and, and when I say he's the MVP, that is no disrespect to Master P, because I know what Master P was doing. I know what Master yes. P was doing. But Master P In 98, I got whole Master P... Pun, X, like those guys, like that year, 98 was a dope year in hip hop watch. We always talk about 94, 96. Well, hold on. 98. We do have a hip hop appreciation. We do have a hip hop appreciation for 1998 on the channel. If y'all want to check that out, you can also. Um, 
Next song, watch Look Through My Eyes, produced by Dame Grease. Um, this is one of my favorite joints on the album. I feel like X was putting on a hip-hop sermon, so to speak. Almost gave me a, a many men type feel, feel from 50 Cent. As far as my dogs, get at me, nigga. Get at me, nigga. I just love, you know, I think the hook is dope from X. Um, his flow on his second verse. And in battle rap, we always talk about the flow and delivery and cadence, man. One thing about DMX, man, I thought he mastered in his early years, obviously, especially through this album, was the flow, delivery, and cadence on the, the way he delivered his music and the way he said certain things and the, the pockets of the way he said certain things, man. Um, three verses from DMX. I, I like the song through my eyes, man. I rock with this song heavy, man. Look Through My Eyes is one of my top three favorite songs on this album. It is absolutely a five-mic song. X's hook game is crazy. He spazzes yeah. out. I love the beat. Um, I, I, I love P-Killer and Dan Grease when they co-produce together because people sleep on P-Killer. But P-Killer, he'd be, yes. he'd be on the boards too. Um, yes. This, like you said, is absolutely one of the gems Gems, gems, gems on this album. Love the song. One of my favorites. Okay. Um, next song, why? <laughs> I mean, one of the songs we heard before the album dropped. Let's be clear on that. Um, Get At Me, Dog, produced by Dame Grease. I think this is one of be- one of Dame Grease's best beats ever in his catalog. Um, when X dropped this, this is coming off the shiny suit era, obviously. I just feel there's a lot of quotables in this song. Let my man and them stay pretty. I'm going to stay shitty. Grungy all over the money. Is you with me? Um, I do like this version a lot. There's another version of this song with the locks that I like a lot also. That's me there and there. Um, I've gotten a lot of dreams, but I'm not really chasing mine. I soak it all up because nowadays getting by is a small occasion of getting me and like getting high. I can relate to that. I'm going to keep it real, man. When I was out here, like really blowing it down, I, I hung around niggas like that. We niggas ain't doing shit. We just out here just chilling. The blind leading the blind type shit. I got to keep it real and get the tree, chop it, and all that shit. Back in Hawaiian bookie and all that. I love Get At Me, dog. This is definitely a legendary song by DMX, man. Obviously, the K-Solo line, but it's just a legendary song, watch. Well, to piggyback what you said, uh, no one knows it's a K-Solo line unless DMX tells you the story. Because he says, and for real, that mm-hmm. nigga K, and then they edit out K Solo, and he always tells the story. I didn't want to give K Solo a chance to resurrect his <laughs> career off of me, so right. I wouldn't say his name. Um, there were two versions of the song before. It, it was there was the locks just rapping over it, and it was DMX. Mm-hmm. Get I love the locks, right? Uh, DMX, DMX, get at me, dog. Was this was the song that had the streets in a frenzy. Um, yes. On a popular radio station we have here called Hot 97 with Funkmaster Flex. Uh, this song was played nonstop every day, all day. Jesus Morning, Christ. radio, no, it, it was played nonstop, yeah. and it was a party anthem. Now, the thing that was so shocking to me about it is because I'm an older head, you know, I always, this beat was, I always wondered why this beat made everybody so crazy. Like when you said, you know, this is one of your favorite produced um, songs from Dame Grease. I give Dame Grease no credit yeah. for this beat at all. Eric Sermon flipped this beat really? on Get the Bulls Act. You know what I'm saying? True, that's true. That's Absolutely. true. I get, that's I, true. So, no, I'm just saying how I looked at it. So, so when you're someone who lived through EPMD and played EPMD all day, every day, every day, so imagine you playing the EPMD album every day for a whole year, 
and one of the songs is Get the Bozak, which is literally the same exact beat. And then DMX mm-hmm. is doing it. So when this song blew up, it was just shocking to me that a beat that was from 10 years ago was getting so much love. But that's not me dissing it. I'm just saying, like, I just, you just never know right, how things right, happen right. in hip-hop. This was the song that had the streets in a frenzy and anticipation for uh, this album. And I believe he has to do this song when he battles Snoop. He has oh, to do this song when he battles Snoop. Yeah, well, I, will flame, I will flame DMX if he doesn't do that. I will flame him. If he, I, mean, that's, I mean, I think everyone will flame DMX if he doesn't do this song. Like, you can't. You, this is what I'm saying. You can't be cute. DMX is not going to play himself, I don't think, Watts, and not play this song, man. Um, next song, my guy, Let Me Fly, produced by Dame Grease. Um, DMX on these hooks, man. Fire, man. Um, hold again. me down. Niggas want to know me now. Don't want to play with me. When it shows me how, know me how. It's all about the bark. Let the dog lose. Baby, it's about the spark, right? What are you saying? No, watch my bad. <laughs> For DMX, man. No, I'm, gonna I'm gonna say what stood what stood out once again is DMX, the complete artist, and he showed it on this album. Yeah. Because his hooks, yeah. his hooks. We, 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 one, okay, we already established that he, his rhymes are raw, gritty, street. Mm-hmm. His hooks were impeccable. Like he was yes. doing the hooks. Him, he was the one on his own hooks, and his hooks were serious. Like you could say, you could tell this man got a he got a soulful side. Or a harmonizing side because very much, he is very really much, very much so. Doing very much he's so. Really, listen. Bag. Like, was, I, he was, harm- was he harmonizing? Well, we get we get fifty all the love for hooks and harmonizing in the early two thousands. In the early two thousands, are we front on DMX about that too? Because he was in that clearly, bag early. He was doing the, he, was, he was he was he was doing the hooks and harmonizing before Ja Rule and Fifty and Drake and Nelly. That's a fact. Yeah. you can't get mad. Yeah. That. You can't get mad if I'm stating a fact. He came out before all of them nope. and was doing hooks, harmonizing, but his harmonizing was gritty, grimy harmonizing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, and, and three verses. Not no one yes, verse, three verses. Two verses. Let me fly. Listen, dope, dope song. I know people that used to say that this song gave them, gave them them Tupac vibes. I don't know if you heard people say that no. before, like, that just reminded them of Tupac. Certain songs. I didn't really buy that too much, but people people used to say that though. That was a conversation. A lot of people, a lot of people believed X uh, was filling in the void for Tupac because he his rawness, his realness, was he, he went into acting like he, he did. A lot of people should tell me that he 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 was following the Tupac blueprint. He was doing movies. He became a movie guy. He was doing hip right. while he kept right. the edge. Like it was it was the same. He was doing the same uh, projects type, you know. Um, he was drinking the same. He, I would say Pac was, was more like, political. Yo. I would say Pac is more political no, no, than DMX. No, no, no. Pac was more political. It's like, you don't have to say it. He was more political. That's a fact. And DMX was more. Political. DMX was more spiritual than me. Okay, that's that's than, fair. Than but they had that same vibe. But but here's but here's yes. the vibe they yes. both gave off. It was real. It was authentic. You could tell the passion came from the heart and soul when they rapped it. So that's that's I think where mm-hmm. the connection came from. But yeah, let me fly. That nigga said, dope storm. That nigga said, I sold my soul to the devil. The price was cheap. Like wow, when I heard that line, I was like, Ugh. okay. Um, next song, Watts X is coming, produced by PK. Um, one of my favorite songs on the album, man. Um, the theme from Nightmare on Elm Street. 
This is like homicidal music to me. This song is very, very dark. Um, X had a line on here. He's wilding, talking about a 15-year-old daughter. We won't talk about that. Um, storytelling from DMX, three verses, just a dark song with X on some psycho shit lines. What you got, man? This is the same. And so, and you said the same thing. You said it's one of your favorites off the album. It's one of mm-hmm. my favorites off the album. X gives you three fire hooks. Like you said, he said he, he, he wilded out. But in that second verse, DMX's second verse on the song is one of his hardest verses ever because he's talking about getting revenge on you, and he's talking about what he would yeah. do to get revenge. He could ne- Let me explain something to you. DMX could never come out with this second verse in today on Twitter, in today's nah. social media. He would never be able to come. He would never be able to get away with what he said on here. But I'm talking about in terms of just how raw this, this was or right. the lengths he would go to for vengeance, man, this was a very raw song. And it's one of my favorites just because of how raw, gritty, and grimy it is. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like you said, the hook is a playoff of Freddy Krueger. You, you know, mm-hmm. one, two, Freddy's coming for you. That's where you took that from. Yep. Facts. Um, next song, watch Damien, produced by Dame Reese again. Um, DMX talking to himself like Biggie did, almost a Give Me the Loot kind of vibes type thing going on. Um, the snake, the rat, the cat, the dog. How are you going to see me if you're looking in the fog? Like the hook was fire. Once again, fire hook. And another storytelling song from DMX, man. Talk to me, man. Damien, man. Now, this is one of the songs you wanted him to play. Do you still feel that way after we've listened to this album? That you, do you no. know, this is one of the songs you no. want him to play. Okay. No. Um, this is this is, to me. I believe this is a very creative song. I think he raps from two different perspectives. I like the fact how he goes back and forth between himself and his inner demon, and his inner demon yeah. telling him, "Well, this is what you do," and then and this is the rewards I give you. So I thought lyrically it was creative. Lyrically, it's storytelling, and I think this is just showing you great artistry from DMX. So far, he has every song is a go. There's no fast-forward material. There is no, nothing close to one time for your mom. <laughs> All right. Um, next song, How It's Going Down, produced by PK. I hate to be the dead horse. Another storytelling joint from X. Um, Homegirl Tanika, 5411 Rebox Talk. Um, X can make these songs that's catered to the shorties, and it doesn't sound like he's begging and simping like that guy from Toronto. Um, X said, come back with that, and we can split that, sit back, fuck Puff for L, forget that. Like, that wordplay is so fire, man. Um, talk to me, man. How was going down, man? Uh, so what makes this song really pop out more is the video. So he shot the video on 125th mm-hmm. Street. Every, everybody... Um, who lives in New York knows their story about going down 125th Street in the summer trying to bag up a shorty. That's just that's just regular everyday. That's what you did, and you know the way X is rapping and talking to a shorty. It's like he keeps his street feel, his authentic feel, who he is. And yep. once again, X storytelling, and he's showing that he's versatile. I do it all: storytelling, gritty, rhyme street, and I got something for the shorties. Another dope mm-hmm. song. Um, next song, Crime Story, produced by Irv Gotti. I thought the beat was very wavy and smooth. Another storytelling song from X. Like Jigga said, niggas test you when your guns go warm. So I keep them scattered when I roaches when the light goes off. 
Um, I'm gonna rob this nigga when I'm done. I'm gonna slay him for being stupid, like coming through after what it had gun. They caught God, nigga, X is wild on here, man. Um, yeah, man, I like Crime Story a lot, man. One of the joints that I really rock with on this um, project, man. Shout out to Irv Gotti for this beat, man. Talk to me, man. Crime Story. Shout to Ir- shout to Irv Gotti for this beat. Did not realize Irv Gotti did this beat until I looked at the production credits. So I'm like, wow, Irv Gotti really, Irv Gotti really has. Yeah. And very important in contribution to hip hop, man. Like he was very yeah. important to that that late eighties Def Jam coming back, you know, comeback. Um, mm-hmm. This is X storytelling on at a high level, man. Yes. This storytelling yes. is a picture picture storytelling from the beginning to the mm-hmm. end. Uh, it's not lyrical, miracle, spiritual talk storytelling. It's just straight talk, talk, straight talk storytelling. Dope, dope storytelling by X Men, and come on, man. At what point are we gonna have to say like, what wh- what are we doing with X storytelling? Like, I don't like but X is out there. Yo, listen, man. Is he there with Slick Rick, Nas, Ghostface? Let me, let me, okay, so let me just say this. Let me just say this. let me just say this. I need people to stop saying Slick Rick when they talk about the number one storytelling. He did a song called I don't know number one, but the culture, and the culture does move. But my nigga, he, he we can't, we can't discredit. The man made an album called "The Great Adventures of Rick." I mean, you know. Let me, let me, let me just say this. He told a story, and his biggest story was children's story. And for whatever the reason is, people have decided that because of that song, that he's the number one storyteller in hip hop history. That's not true. It's just not true. No, like, I wouldn't say number one, but he's, he's sitting at the table, though. He's, he's definitely sitting so, at the so table. It's not, it's not that he's sitting at the table. The point I'm making is so many MCs are great right. at storytelling, and they're never given their flowers for storytelling. DMX is clearly showing on this album he tells great stories. Crime Story is a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, next song, Watch Stop Being Greedy. Produced by PK. This is the third beat that PK has done on this album, and I would say this is um, another legendary song. I want to say this was a second single we heard before the album dropped. Um, will I kill? I think that's wrong. So I'm gonna keep holding up to the world song, but they put it on my nigga. Boom! They, other rap cats, other rap cats will give a nigga room, and they had to. They had to give him room when he said that. Man, I don't like drama, so I stay to myself. He focused with his rap shit and prayed for the wealth. I want the money. Give me the honey. So big asses. One thing underrated about TMX also, man, is his breath control, man. I, I think his breath control is fire. Um, this is a very legendary song. Dogs bite, dogs fight, dogs hype, scratch, shake. All night, like, yeah. Legendary five mic song from Darkman X, man. Stop being greedy. Does he perform this in the versus battle? Yes, he has to. This is right there with okay. Get Me Dogs. Like he has to play okay, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, the third verse is my favorite verse. I don't know if he'll rap. The, uh, yes. I don't know which verse Ooh. he'll choose to rap. Ooh. I don't know what verse he's going to choose to rap when he battles Snoop. But, boy, he got some. Like, X performs with passion. So if he performs these verses, I think it's going to do a lot for him. That's why I believe Swizz Beats is going to happen with the best technical setup. I believe Swiss Beats is going to have him perform these beats. And um, he's just going to set up X in a position where X is not going to so, get, you know, 30, like like Fab got 30 by Jadakiss. He's going to set yeah. X up where, uh, even if you believe Snoop won, 
you're going to say X made it either debatable or X barely lost. Like, I think Swift so is not going to go out like that. Are we saying X is going to perform these songs? Like, like Jada did? Is he going to get on the mic and rap to a couple of these joints? I think, Are we expecting that? I think, I think that's what Swizz would want him to do. Because if okay. you notice, the last verses, it's all been live performances. Jill Scott live performed it. Uh, um, John Legend, Alicia Keys, Fab, like they, they've been live performing the songs. If you're going to get DMX to live perform his song, it's going to hit so different. I'm telling you, it's going to hit different. I agree with that. one of them songs. It's hit, definitely. Definitely. Um, next song, whew, ATF, produced by Dame Grizzy. This beat is fucking a five mic beat. Boom, boom, boom. Open the door, ATF. Like, shit sound like a damn movie, man. Another storytelling song from DMX. The only problem I have with this song, Watts, it's only one minute and 56 seconds. But, man, I wanted more of lines from DMX on this song, ATF. One of my favorite songs on there, man. I wouldn't even be mad if he played this song. He's not going to. But I love ATF, man. Once again, you said one of your favorite songs. It's one of my favorite songs. Every song you said was one of your favorite songs is one of my favorite songs. So we clearly are listening to the same exact album and getting the same feel. This is a fire storytelling song. A fire storytelling song. Like, if you want to know what he was doing, like, you can visualize it in your head like you're watching a movie. And like you said, it was one verse, but you said it was too short. But he summed up everything he did. Yeah. Said the last thing I heard was This is a very creative song, man. Like this is a yeah, highly clever creative song that's hard. Dave Grease was in his bag on this one. And yo, this is a this is a five mic one minute and couple of seconds song to me. Mm. All right. Um next song for my dogs produced by Dame Grease again. Featuring Drag On, Loose, Big Stan, and Casino. Um, story about, you know, losing your mans. I like the hook. I thought Drag On had a dope verse. X also. No disrespect to other brothers on this song. But do I have this song banned from TV? Um, Headbanger, Simon Says Remix. No, I don't. It's not Blam Blam. It's, it's not none of that, though. But um, this is okay song. I don't think it's crazy. Besides. So. The only issue with this song, it has nothing to do with Drag On, and it has nothing to do with X because they both got busy. <laughs> the, the beat, and the beat is a fire beat. Big Stan, Loose, Casino. Yes, Casino, I know you was on Weirdest Street's album. We know Casino, yes. I reverse on Weirdest Street. Wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. But um, this clearly had the best verse. Clearly had the best yes. verse. Dragon, yes. first time I ever heard Dragon, 1998. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Dragon, dope. Uh, this is a very solid posse cut. Very solid. I thought it was Next song, I Can Seal It. Produced by Dame Grease again. Um, the Phil Collins sample in the air tonight, obviously. Um, I was traded a chance of being a child with the father. For talent to being able to survive when it's harder, like, yo, I think this joint is very soulful. 
probably one of the most soulful songs on It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Three verses. I thought DMX's third verse was the MVP of this song. Talk to me, man. I can feel it. I want to co-sign everything you just said. Um, Colin Sample, three verses. I believe X was pouring out his soul over the beat. And like you said, that third verse, I think FX left Earth on this beat. This is a dope song. Uh, this is this is a strong four-mic song. I'm not mad at Mike's. I'm out of that. Um, moving along here, watch the prayer skit, man. Um, it's wild how DMX has a prayer talking to the Lord. But in Belly, you know, he went to shoot the past and everything. It's funny how that works, man. Um, I want to say this is, this is something that you could play every day for the rest of our lives and for the rest of our hip-hop lives. And this is a song that my mother and grandmother would love that I played them for them, man. Talk to me, man. A prayer skit. This is not one of my go-to songs. Just not. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, just, you know. I'm, I'm, well, it's not you know, really a song, though. It's more just acapella. You know what I mean? I know. I know. I know. And he's and he's, and, and, and the thing is, we should know that DMX has always had his spiritual side. Yes. Like, always. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he, he mm-hmm. clearly lets us know this. Like, this is not, this is, this wasn't, this was, put it this way, he was going to be talking about this more throughout his career. But it, what, it's not like mm-hmm. if if I'm making a DMX, my best DMX playlist, that I'm saying, yo, you got to hear this. I'm not going to do that. Right. right. Um, next train watch, the convo produced by Dane Grease. Uh, talking to the Lord. Uh, one thing about our peoples, you know, we grew up in church and everything. So to hear them go from the prayer skit to the convo, it kind of go, it just kind of meshes, so to speak, to go to that song next. Um, another song reminds me of Biggie, Give Me the Lou, doing double, you know, talking to, to the Lord in a different voice. And a lot of people say this song touched their soul. I remember when this song came out, man. I think this song will always be relevant. Also, man, talk to me. This is a five-mic song to me. Eight. Eight. Okay. Eight. No, no debate five-mic song. It's one of my favorite songs on this album. I remember when I was first listening to this album, this song blew me away. I I wasn't even ready for this song because even though I know what he was doing, he was rapping from the perspective of God, but then he was rapping from the perspective of him. I mean, I just thought Mm -hmm. it was very creative. I thought it was dope. I mean, DMX is more than just a quote-unquote battle rapper. He likes to always talk about, yeah, I battled Jay a couple of times. I ain't never lost a battle. Mm -hmm. Like, he always talks about that. He did that. But this man was an actual artist, man, who made songs that had concept with meaning. Yes. This was Superior song to me. I love this song. Not mad at all. The first song is very dope, man. And um, last but not least, obviously, man. Now uh, we talk about the old boxing cut with Casino and the rest of those brothers, man. Loose and those guys, but niggas done started something. Produced by Wait for It, Dame Grease, featuring the Locks and Mace. I thought Sheik set this up very lovely. New York City, the only way to play is gritty. I want Cheddar so we can front up in the 850. My whole committee, like the Puff L's and Coke, they cook chicken, look chicky. Ah, that was a dope verse by Sheik. Um, I'm going to say this, man. As much as I defecate on Mason Betha, this is one of Mason's best verses that I thought he ever spit, man. Bring your whole crew in them. I'm doing them. Then I'm beating them down with aluminum. Then I put two in them. Ah, that was crazy. 
Um, Jada's verse was dope also. You know, I hate yeah, I heard niggas, but I still don't feel them. And this is for the listeners and prisoners and the jealous rap cats that prefer this in us. But I thought Styles P had the best verse on here, man. Think the smartest and retaliate the hardest, regardless if you're a thug or rap artist. Um, and DMX had the second best verse to me, man. But niggas that started something is definitely Hall of Fame legendary collabo. Slept on collabo, too, when people talk about collabos. When Styles P said, respect me like Pesci, man, Whoa. oh, man, I'm listening Whoa. to it like. And if rap was, if rap was hockey, I'd be Gretzky. Yo, I'm yeah. telling you right now. So this album came out in 1998. But this song came out in 1996. So the mace you hear here is Mace before you heard him with Bad Boy. So this is how Mace Murder sounded Mace. to me. This is Murder this Mace. was how Mace sounded before he was doing bad, 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 bad. Before he was doing all that kind of rapping, this was how he sounded to me. So let me tell you how I feel about niggas that started something. And I disagree with you. I thought DMX had to be best verse. I think this is what okay. I think. I think everybody put a five mic verse, and then DMX put a five mic plus verse. Everybody justified <laughs> to me on this song. Yeah. This verse, this song to me, I want to let me explain to you what this song is to me. This song is sitting at the table with band from TV, headbangers, symphony, eye for an eye, verbal intercourse. This song okay. means that much to me. That's how much this song means to me. It is as great as the symphony to me. This is one of my all-time favorite collaborative songs on earth. 1996. This is how. And by the way, y'all gonna have to start giving Sheik Lucha's props, man. I'm sorry, man. This That's man gets busy all the time. He's, I mean, I love Sheik. I love Sheik, man. I would never do Sheik. Five my collaboration song. I thought DMX ended it lovely, lovely. I thought DMX ended it so lovely. I would love for him to perform this. You perform this in the live. Um, nobody gonna have nothing crazy to say. You they can't. They can't. Perform it. Uh, but if he performed it, is it because he's cursing too much? Yes. Damn. So how Snoop gonna perform this stuff? Snoop got a lot of cursing and all his chronic and doggy style stuff. They might not. They might. Well, remember now, they're not gonna play the whole song. So it's like, what, fifty-six, probably fifty seconds duration. Time limit. I don't know the time limit. When you, you know. Man, listen, okay. this is one of them verses X. X, you perform this verse X, everybody's going to feel it in their soul. Because for the people that wasn't listening to the song in 96, they damn sure was listening to it in 98 when the album Fact. dropped. This is a, this, to end an album off like this is a winner. Yeah. All right, Watts, I'm going here with it. I'm giving Dark Man X, it's dark and hell is hot, his first solo project. I'm giving this four and a half mics. I think this album is very, right. very, very, very dope. I think a lot of people, when this is the reason why they love X, this is the album Y. Um, I know some people say that this is one of the greatest hip. Some people have this as one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. I'm not mad at that, but I have this album at four and a half, and I don't think four and a half is not that far from a classic. So I'm going DMX four and a half. I am also giving this 4.5 mics, and but I will say this: majority of the people that I know have this as a undisputed five mic classic album. Yes, the people I know who love X 
put this album as their reasonable doubt, as their ready to yep. die, as their yep. This album is yep. that to them. Yep. So I have no issue with it. Me saying this is 4.5 means nothing. It's not. It just mean, put it this way. I like every song in this album. Every single song. No skips for me. Yeah, except right. the prayer when, he, when he's just praying. So this is a dope, yeah. dope album. Better than the oh, dog father. Unless somebody in the guy problem with that. Better than the dog father. My man, yeah, that the goes better than the dog father. <laughs> no. That's a, come on. Of course, the dog father was trash. Sorry, Snoop. It was just a trash album. The album was like three mics. And I was being generous for real. You know what I mean? All right, man. That's what it is, man. DMX is dark and hell is hot. You know what I mean? Both of us going with the 4.5. On that album, that's not taking anything away from anybody saying it's a classic. Because I know this common boys who's gonna say y'all are tripping, and I don't think it's tripping from four and a half to five. It's and then you got some people people are gonna say, well, why don't you guys give it a five if you give it a four and a half? You have those people too. So you know, it is what it is. All right, watch. Let's go ahead, man. You wanna break down to me what the hell is going on between Mega Stallion and Tory Lanez, brother? Well, no, nobody knows the, the, the true story, dogs. Nobody knows the true story. There's two things we know that are factual. Megan Thee Stallion got shot in her foot, and Tory Lanez got arrested for having a gun on him. Those are the two things right. that are absolute facts. After that, it gets very hazy. That's when the speculation goes, and now, you know, the Internet runs with crazy theories. Listen, if Meg doesn't speak and say what happened, it's going to be, we, we don't know what to say. Now, speculation is that uh, Tori Lanez shot in the foot. She put out this Instagram post where she was like, the person who did this to me did this to me with the intent to harm me. She said that. I was shot right. because the person wanted to harm me. So that is, that's saying a lot without saying a lot, but it's saying that, okay, so if we ever find out who actually shot her, they were trying to shoot her on some vindictive, evil, mean-spirited stuff. And Tory Lanez is the guy who was arrested. So that's where we are right now. Do you believe Tory Lanez is the one that did this? Are you buying that? Yes, I am. But I don't know. I don't have wow. proof. But I'm just, I'm just basing it on. I'm just basing it like, I'm just basing it on what, what happened. Nobody else was arrested. Nobody else was arrested having a gun. So I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to add it up. He was the only one arrested, and it was his gun. So that's all I know. So that's that's all I can say. Why why would Tor? Here's my question. I have for you. Why, why would Tor? And obviously, we don't know. So let's be clear on that. We're just having a conversation. Why do you think people think Tory Lanez did this? And why would Tory Lanez want to shoot at a woman and at, at Megan Stallion? Like why? Where they leave, where they have college, say, Jenna, one of them Jenna parties and shit at Jenna, at college let me, Jenna. Let me, let, me party. let me be clear. I didn't even know Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion knew each other until this happened. I'm be I honest. knew that because I, of his lies. No, they knew each other. No, see, but, but see, I, I knew that, that because of the I, other lies. Right. See, but but I didn't know. So when I heard this, I was like, huh? So to me, all of this is a lot of information to process. Um. So I don't. I, this whole thing is. Baffling. It's bugging me out. 
I don't even know what to think, brother. Like, this is a crazy story. Like, <laughs> what they had at the, at the Jenner's house when this happened? At a party? I know Kylie Jenner was there. It was some kind of pool party that Kylie Jenner was at. That's all I know, man. Scorpio Lanes, you feel you have to carry a pistol at a, at a Kylie Jenner? All right, man. All right, man. Wow, do you think do you think niggas gonna talk? I don't know. She, obviously, she has. And this just gives so. Yeah. This gives me the vibes that they had something going on. Clear, but she did make it clear the person who did this to me did it with the intent to harm me. She said that. She made that clear. So, whoever did this. Did it with malicious intent? Well, I mean, you, you try to shoot at somebody. What kind of intent do you have, really? You have an intent to, to harm somebody, put bodily harm to a woman and stuff on top of that. Um, do you think Tory Lanez is going to have to tell us, the culture, what really happened, step up to the plate and, and, and you know, yeah. cover his name, so to speak? Like, Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Instagram Live or Breakfast Club or what are you going to nah, do? No, 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 no. Lawyers going to talk? Is, this lawyers? Is, this, is, this is a completely lawyered situation at this point right, right. now. I don't think we're going to hear anything from Tory Lanez. Hush money? And by the way. Hush money? And by the way, and by the way, that's going to speak volumes. Elaborate. The fact that Tory Lanez is someone who likes going to IG Live. He's a loud mouth. He likes running his mouth. That's what he's known for. Being out there talking crazy, you ain't gonna hear him with nothing to say now. And the question I want to know is, man, you really don't got nothing to say no now, do you? And he said, man, yo, I ain't do this. I ain't nothing to do. This. I was at the party, man. I damn sure I ain't shooting no gun. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? This is straight into the lawyer's hands now. I know he's lawyered up but, crazy. Yes, factuals, factuals. Real talk, does it give you a feel like they had something going on with each other, dating each other wise? Like, I get a fire that they were dating on a low or something. I see. I'm a big dog. I really don't know, man. I'm telling you, like I said, I didn't, I, I honestly did not know they even knew each other, B. I'm just being real with you. That's why this whole story is so weird. It's a weird story, dude. Like, why is Meg the Stallion getting shot in her foot by anybody? That's first of all, crazy. Like, why, come on, man. Like, Anybody who did it is super whack for that. One of the things Meg Thee Stein is known for is she likes to dance and do her twerking, and she's always doing it. Like, right. you're hurting her. You're injuring what, what she does in her lifestyle, dog. That's mad whack, whoever did it. So I'm just not feeling that whole vibe at all. Trust me, I know. The Megan the, the, the Megan Stein fan club, they came to my head. Uh, when I went, when I had, I didn't even think it was gonna be that serious, but they came on me for like a day and a half. Like I can't believe like how they was coming at me, but it is what it is, man. So I guess we play the waiting game, watch to see what Tori does next, yep. or what Meg does. Yep. What are we doing? Yeah, yep. we gonna play. The, we just gonna play the waiting game. But Meg has put it something on social media. She's been tweeting though. She's been tweeting. Tori Lane's not yeah. too much. Yeah. You know. So. To me, they read between right, the line tweets, though. To me, they are read between the lines when I'm really saying tweets. That's all I'm taking. Are you saying it's cryptic? Absolutely. She put, I mean, she put a tweet out there, black man in here for us. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. Why, why are you saying yeah. that? Yeah. 
She clearly got yeah. a reason why she's saying that. She has a yeah. reason why she's Thanks. saying that. So, come Thanks. on, man. You got to be between the lines on that one. Mm. Wow. All right, my G. Let's go ahead, man. The golden boy of hip-hop, Drizzy Drake, has dropped two songs from DJ Khaled. One song called Pop Star, the other song called Grease. Um, let's go off with Pop Star first. Um, I don't like any of these songs. The first song, Pop Star, he's talking about he wants a pretty girl, an honest one. I'm a pop star, but this ain't bubblegum. There's no passion in this man's rap. This whisper flow that he's doing like he's young Chris from the Young Gun is really disturbing me, man. He said bodyguard who don't like Kevin Costner. Like, watch it. That's what we're doing in 2020. Kevin Costner, bodyguard lyrics. I'm glad you said that. That was a fire verse when he said that. Because you you just Euro-stepped why he said that. You Euro-stepped why he said that. So you don't you don't know why he said that. So when I listened to the song, I was like, hold up, so people don't understand what he's talking oh, about. Because it's when right. big boy talk on y'all. Big boy talk. First of all, he's talking about David Foster, the guy who produced, wrote, and arranged, I Will Always Love You for Whitney Houston. Okay? No, 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 my fault. Let me, let me not jump out the window. Not I Will Always Love You. The song from the Bodyguard Sound. Dolly, Dolly Fireman. David that's, that's Foster. Dolly yeah, right, right. David Foster is the guy who uh, wrote her song from the Bodyguard soundtrack. And he mentioned no, David no, 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 Foster. No, 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 Babyface. Did Babyface have all work on that? David Foster, the guy that, that, that Mount Rushmore himself talked about is the reason why he said Bodyguard Kevin Costner. It was a play on words. He's ill with it. Just Drake wait a minute. Showing everybody so me and you, wait, 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 wait. So me and you have not heard Kevin Costner, um, bodyguard lyrics back from back in the day. We've no, never heard that before. No, no, no. Numerous no. times. You, you're missing. He painted a picture. I understand. Oh, he painted. He painted a picture. That's all he was doing. And, and and the reason why he said the bodyguard in Kevin Costner was because David Foster is the guy who worked on the song that Whitney sang, her biggest song that was on that album. I have nothing. So what does that mean? Though? The song is trash. No, it's not trash. This song is fucking garbage, Watson. We're not doing that. No, no, this song I disagree. Is not better than I disagree. This song is not better than Fabio and Young M.A. We're not doing that. Nope. Let, let, me, let me just say this. Drake drops a song, the internet goes crazy. Stop comparing Drake to mortals. Why are you comparing them to regular human beings, man? Like, you keep... What do you mean regular? You compare what do you mean regular, like, regular, regular human beings? He's regular. He's you rapping very regular. regular. He's rapping so, very regular. Drake rapping very regular? Is the most talked about music in the world when he raps because of his regular. name, because of his name. That's why. Well, and you stupid ass, and you, and you stupid ass clown ass, you stupid ass clown ass Drake fans can never keep it real. That boy does not care about hip hop at all anymore. Let's keep it a stowie. He does. He raps with no passion. His last few projects Drake? are trash. Are we ready to talk let about me, that? Let me, let me say this. Let me just say this. 
the reason why me and you are having a conversation about Drake, because when Drake breathes, hip-hop has to respond. That's who he is. He's different. He's not regular. He's not like the rest of y'all mortals. When we do our 2010 to 2020 top hip-hop rappers, I can't wait. Because then we'll really be able to have a real deep dive into who Mount Rushmore really is. My nigga, he's not Mount Rushmore. We're not doing that. He's not. Are you ready to admit that his last three albums have been average at best? No, man. Yo, yo. So, so here's the thing. You are judging him by hip hop standards. I don't judge him by. Why? Stop putting with rappers, man. I don't talk. Why does the goalpost? Why does the goalpost change for Drake? Why does the? Why does the goalpost change? You can bullshit with rappers you want. Why nigga, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not gonna be quoting Jay Z lyrics and equating that with Drake. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Hold on. You're not spitting Jay Z bars to me and putting that shit with Drake. Hell no. You wanna tell me you like that that horrible ass grease song? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Three, dude, we talking about Drizzy. You're talking Blake Carrington. I'm talking Ming. That's Jay Z, nigga. That's Jay-Z. That's Hov, nigga. That's not Drake. That's talking about Drake. My nigga, he dropped two <laughs> garbage songs. Just admit it, my nigga. He dropped two terrible-ass songs. Are you ready to admit that? All right, man. Listen, you got your bars off on it. The, the Society as a whole does not believe it. So let me tell you what I did. So I went to YouTube, right? And I said, let me go to the comments and see what people are saying, you know, about these songs. Dogs, everybody loves them. Everybody. They like Drake just can't miss. What is it about him? Oh my God! He I'm can't. The comments. That's he can't, can't miss. What is it about him? Yes, yes. I'm feeding the comments of what people think. So I'm trying to explain to you how you feel about Drake. It doesn't resonate with the general public. You, That's all I'm saying. You're gonna tell me the Fabio song with Younger May is not better than both those songs put together? It's not better than Pop Star. Pop Star is a fire song. Yes, it is. No, it's not. No, it's way better than Pop Star. Fabio's The Boss Joint is way better than them Drake songs. Put together. Let's keep it. Let's keep it a thousand, man. Drake music is not that good, yo. It's not that good, bro. It's, it's summertime. He dropped two duds. DJ Khaled, get the fuck out of here with your, uh, we the best music and another one. You mean another one? What? Another what? And we so strung on because he gets mad streams, 21 trending on, on social media. That means that means the song is dope because it's trending on social yes. media. Yes, yes, that's exactly. That does not make a song dope. That does not make a song dope. No, that does not mean no, 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 no. Since when? When did when did it uh, happen? When, right. did, when did it, when did this happen that we we changed how we how we grade music now? So let me just say this: I think judging Drake by the standards me and you judge hip hop songs for won't work. Are we judging him on source verse of the month? Of course. If we if we judge him on that, no, it's not that kind of song. Drake is a superstar, the biggest entertainer in music globally in the last decade. 
I can't wait when Kendrick and J. Cole drop. Please hurry up, Kendrick, J. Cole, Sai Hada Prince, please. J. Cole dropped hurry up. J. Cole dropped with his crew last year. He dropped his compilation now. You forgot about that album. The Dreamville Project. J-I-D- the Dreamville Project. And, and, and the baby? Yeah. You forgot about the album? No. With J.I.D. No. the baby? I like some of the songs on there. I just think there's too much niggas rapping on there that I that I'm not familiar <laughs> with. I would say that. You know what I mean? I, I would definitely say that though, but you know, I think those Drake songs are terrible. I think like I don't I just don't think I don't see that where's the song that, that's that's standing out from Drake? It's summertime. No summer anthem? My favorite rapper Jay Z was giving me summer anthems. This man just just doesn't do that, man. It is wait, 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 wait. When was your favorite rapper giving you some anthems? When exactly was this? Hove? Yeah, yeah. When? When? Uh, every every summer, Jay was dropping from '96 down to 2000. When? When? I get a new when? Jay-Z. when? When? What do you mean when? When? My nigga, I was playing Jay Z for whatever. My nigga, '96, '97, '98, '99. What are you talking exactly. about? Exactly. And that's the point I wanted to make. Dog, you really got to go back 20 years. That's what we're doing. we talking no, about hip-hop and no. Why are you going back to No, years? I can... Listen, I can go 2004. Okay, you, so you're going, back, you're going back 15 years? That's what we're doing? Like, you really... Jay you doesn't drop all... Jay don't drop like that all the time. You, ha- you have to go back before, before Drizzy existed. Come on, man. Talk about his... I would never have Drake. Era, I would never wife. have Drake better than Kendrick Cole. I just won't. I never will. Never. Never. To Pippa Butterfly meant everything to my hip-hop soul that every Drake project put together. How about that? Exactly. Then mean you need to the mean you the mean you need to review Take Care again and maybe re 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 I would, re, I would love to one to take care album. I would love to. I would love to revisit that. Okay. Album. I would love to I would too. definitely love to revisit Drake. Uh, yeah, first album. We, we would have to revisit Take Care. For, Maybe for some reason, the culture, the culture says a classic. They say it's a classic. I never bought it was a classic. Never. Four mics tops. If that. If that. What the hell are y'all talking about? Me and that's Kevin Durant trash. say it's a classic. Trash. Me and Kevin Durant call it a classic. <laughs> Why do we care about what Kevin Durant thinks? Like, honestly speaking, like Kevin Durant, like, come on, man. He likes Wale. Come on, man. We're not doing that. Got it, man. All right, man. That's what it is, Watts, man. Take us home, my G. PSA Hip Hop, the home of Dragon. Oh, a Dragon? Why Dragon? Because you watch the body. You love that song. Because you love that song with him and Young One. You love that song. No, 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 no. I love Kevin Styles P, okay, right? Respect my gangster. Okay. I do not love no damn drag on song by the Dolly. No. I'm talking about the not song happening. you got with Young Ones. Okay, do you like Down Bottom by Drag On? Tight. Did you like the song or not, man? I do, man. It was all right. It was all right. It was all right, man. Pierce and Hip Hop, the home um, of Drag On from the Bronx. No, the home of Jada Ray, man. Hi, Jada Ray. How you doing? Neither here nor there. Oh, uh, that's what it is, man. Pierce and Hip Hop, man. It's your boys. Y'all know the vibes already, man. What?